Sky High Podcast, episode 14. Ryan the Revac here. What up, what up? This is Mark Diggity. <laughs> Mark Diggity Dog. So, we was chatting, and we was talking about the NBA, and we was talking about Sue Bird v. LeBron James. Equality pay. Continue. Oh, yeah. I think I just think that, that argument is fucking bullshit, man. It's, like, really bullshit. I, I, I'm not even, like, against equal pay for women, okay? It's not even, like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't I don't really give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I have a problem with is just that you're trying to, like, compare the equal pay with the WNBA and the NBA. It's, like, it is not even the same revenue stream, man. You know, like, like the NBA is massive and compared to the WNBA. So when people try to say the you know, the the balance inequality, it's not like it's not like they're the same company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They are not the same company. It's a different organization. Mm-hmm. It's a, it brings in a different amount. So it just it's like completely lopsided the salary so you can't really argue that in my opinion it's a, it's like the dumbest argument in my opinion and i'm not sexist for saying that i actually think the people who are arguing it are, are like just you're not you're not educated you're dumb mm-hmm. we're just like emotional <laughs> like that's how that's how passionate i am about that just because it's like for the most part i'm like okay let me look into this this is this is terrible. Why is not a woman getting paid in IT the same or whatever? Oh, because I, I, like, I don't, but, like, this particular situation, to me, it's like telling somebody at, at, uh, at McDonald's needs to get paid the same as somebody at In-N-Out, when In-N-Out brings in a different revenue stream, you know? Mm-hmm. A, a different quality to it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, it's just, it, no, no. You can't, you cannot... You know, usually I'm I'm pretty open minded on stuff. You can't argue me on this one. It's stupid. Now, now if we argue, what can we do to promote women's basketball more to make more money? Then that's a fair argument. You know, what are we doing? Not promoting. But if you're just talking about salary. Nah, I don't want to hear it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to hear it right now. Not going to hear it. Congratulations, by the way, on your Lakers on winning their 47th championship or whatever. How many now is that? <laughs> 17 tied with the. Jeez. With the Celtics, but yeah, thank you. I, pre- I appreciate it. Hey, I word. felt like I got it. It was, it was, um, you know, I actually did talk about that. I was uh, emotional on Friday and I wanted them to win on Friday because, like, something was going on, like, personal stuff was going on. I was kind of probably feeling a little lonely or whatever. And I just wanted to, like, I wanted the Lakers to win. And when I seen Danny Green miss, the most open shot I've ever seen in NBA Finals <laughs> history. I don't think I've ever seen a more open shot in the finals ever in my life. And he oh, missed man. that. And then Marquise Morris. Uh, I think it, I don't know which Morris it is, but they, they, it could have been the it could have been one getting rest or whatever. They could have could have switched. We don't know. But like, not even like ball rotation to open man. Mm. It's just. But really, I, I still like Danny Green, dude. You, you like, you shot fourteen percent. I swear, that's mm-hmm. what it felt like in the finals, man. Who did it worse, J.R. Smith with the Cavs or Danny Green missing the widest open jump shot ever? Oh man, like, <laughs> J.R. Smith is such. I was such a. 
bonehead play. But J.R. Smith over here now, like, oh, Danny Green, bro. Anybody could have hit that, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, um, like I don't know how to say it because, like, I, I feel like, okay, it's more, like, you can miss shots. That's fine. But the 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 bonehead play and not being aware where you're at is, is even worse, I would say. True. True. You know what I'm saying? Especially in crucial moments like that. <laughs> and it's J.R. Smith. You know, it's J.R. Smith, but it's like crucial moment. Like, I don't know what's... I, but for me, I'd probably say I was I was irate about Danny Green because I was my Lakers too. So, yeah. like, the Danny Green shot was, like, wide open. Were you ever in fear that uh, Miami was ever going to come back? Yes, but I'm a, I'm a fearful dude, right? Hmm. I'm a fearful dude. I'm like, yo, like... My thought process was the Lakers didn't have the balls to, to or the strength to choke out the Heat when they had the chance, mm. when they didn't have their players. Mm-hmm. Like you, like this is where you get the Michael Jordan, like, oh, I smell blood. I'm, I'm Go stomping for the kill. you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm stomping you out. You know. Because oh, I, I always go back to when when LeBron lost to the Warriors mm-hmm. the first time. Yep. Right. And people people hold this against. Like, when you really think about LeBron's finals uh, uh, appearance, mm-hmm. other than him losing to maybe Dallas, oh, Dallas and San, San Antonio uh, Spurs, yeah. right? For the most part, they were the underdogs. So you got to look at Spurs yeah, back yeah, in yeah. 2007? Yeah. Or yeah, 8? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or actually, probably longer than that. It was like maybe two thousand nine or whatever. Two, but three, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he like so he was an underdog. We all knew he wasn't going to win. He was like up against a behemoth. Mm-hmm. And then and then like you know uh, they were they were not the underdogs the first time they had played the Heat or the of the Warriors. But. Oh, when yeah, they got right. injured, yeah. when they got injured, mm-hmm. it changed the whole thing. You know, they because we yeah. were like underdogs as far as people were saying that the that, that they thought uh, the Cavs were going to win. But you know, you're talking about Kevin Love got injured and Kyrie Irving was injured, mm-hmm. right? Unprecedented, true. So, and and I believe they went six games still on that one. Yep, and that's a lot to sit there and say, like you know, this guy didn't have any of his help. Mm-hmm. I say that because the people hold that against him, and then you're you're looking at it. The next year, he beats the 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 greatest regular season team, arguably mm-hmm. seven three and nine team. You know, um, and then the year after that, they get Kevin Durant, and it's like landslide. And it's like it it like I don't know if there was an equal match every time LeBron was even in the in the uh, finals. You know. Mm-hmm. It was just such a landslide. Yeah. It was, it was not like the Lakers and the Celtics in the 80s, in my opinion, where you're like, oh, my God. Superstar on superstar. What's going to happen? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hella lopsided nowadays. I don't know why, but. And believe it or not, you did, I don't know if you knew this, but the, the Lakers never beat the Celtics until the 80s in the finals. Yeah. They, in the history of the NBA, they, the yeah. first time they ever beat the, the Celtics was in the 80s. Yep. Yeah. They, were, they were just getting... Romped on. Romped, yeah. yeah, like the Jerry West, Elgin Baylor years. Yeah, that's when they was taking L's to the face. 
From from Celtics, yeah. yeah. Like they could not like yeah, like the Celtics own the Lakers in the finals. It's just a fact. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's crazy because that's so, like uh, ancient NBA knowledge now, like or becoming even more so. And that's like to us that was like fresh in our heads. I think when we were growing up playing ball, like the seventies, eighties, seventies was almost a stretch. Eighties, nineties basketball was where we were really at. So that's why looking back at it, you're like that is crazy. That era of the Celtics domination, people forget. Like yo, that's like you and the Celtics. You guys are like right there in terms of championships in the league. And the, the league's only been around for what? 70-something years, maybe? You know, and I, I'm a firm believer, and I, obviously I'm biased, but I'm a firm believer that the league's better when the Lakers are good. That's how it works. They're the villain, and they're the most celebrated. They're like uh, exactly Dallas Cowboys of NFL. Like, when they're good, they're on, but then everybody loves to make fun of them because they're, you know, supposed to be the team. It's like the, the Yankees. Same thing. Yeah. It, it behooves, like, I, I just believe it behooves the NBA for the Lakers to be good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it draws attention. It draws yeah. hate. Yeah. You know, it draws love. You know, like, 80% of black people in California <laughs> are proven to be Laker fans. Proof. It's just no, right? Most of California's Laker fans. I mean, shit, mostly, Sacramento. Saying, mostly black people <laughs> in California are Laker fans. What is that? Like, what is the relation between blacks and Lakers? Explain that to me, Marcus. I, I think it had to deal with the 80s, maybe. It had to deal with the 80s and the whole, like, on uh the i guess the um unsaid racism between the the lakers and the celtics you know what i'm saying oh that was and, a thing back then huh that was kind of uh, a, a storyline back then yeah it was kind of the storyline like yeah. you know oh bird, like McHale. you know larry bird plays basketball the mm-hmm. right way mm-hmm. and magic's just a showboat ah yeah you know? that's right. and it was like it, you know it was like and that's not how you play basketball you know yeah. like like even Michael Jordan in the early '80s was hated on because people were saying that's not how you play basketball. Mm. And then then he came in, it's like fuck you. This is how I play basketball, and mm. this is how we going to play basketball. <laughs> and that's how the league. That's how the league. Just like how Allen Iverson did it for yeah. a while. Yeah, you know, Iverson changed the league. Iverson he changed the league. Changed so, the league. You know, some parts for for bad. You know, mm-hmm. it's like he, he was able to bring the street game into the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happened with it was that the the like. I believe not to take away the skill of mm. an NBA player, but the focus on execution. Let me put it that way. Mm. I feel like diminished. You know, it was more about like you know showing off, crossing it up, whatever. Mm. And it's like, well, I'm glad you crossed someone up, or are you going to win the game? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The blind started the blur. That was the era, though, during Iverson's years, and when video games were really good. I think, in my opinion, NBA Street, NFL Street. The yeah. image of the NBA definitely changed, you know what I mean, in terms of like more of a, uh, how to say, hip-hop influence or urban influence, you know, Mitchell and Ness jerseys, uh, tall tees. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> headbands for no reason. Yeah, like three bands. headbands. <laughs> yes. Full Man. sleeve. That's when dudes started wearing like full yoga pants and yoga sleeve arms underneath their jerseys. Oh, yeah, for a while they were like, what are you doing wearing leggings under your shorts, right? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, now women are just wearing leggings with mm-hmm. nothing showing. Yeah. All ass cheeks. All ass all, cheeks. All cooch. And I'm not mad. They're yoga pants, but me. yet only, like, 3% do yoga. <laughs> exactly. And, and 80% of them drink pumpkin spice lattes or whatever. That's racist. <laughs> I didn't say I, I didn't say who. I said 80% uh, of them. Oh. Yeah, no, that's true. 
Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. Because, I mean, yeah, the Lakers. So, 80s, back then, a lot of black people hitched on because of... It's almost like the NBA did a good job in painting the story. Because, you know, Bird and, Bird and Magic were fucking battling out in, like, college and shit. You know what I mean? So, the NBA finally got to... Uh, I would say the the drama stage when they're able to really put storylines together. Well, I mean, like like when when we talk about history of the NBA, the mm-hmm. NBA was almost falling apart from the seventies mm-hmm. because there was players that were still doing drugs in the in the locker room, People drinking were beer during games, you know, and and <laughs> you know, obviously racism was at all high. So what what they would say is like, you know, they didn't like how some of the afro-wearing black players would play because that's not how you play basketball mm. and so it, a lot of that was the narrative and and although this is not to take away from la's issues with racism and police brutality and stuff like that mm. boston was known to be a uh, like racist city you know mm. for it historically mm-hmm. and so there was always tension there you know mm. and there's still tension now where people are like yo it's still kind of jacked up mm-hmm. but um but like that, and that's not to take away LA and the and the 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 you know because I think a lot of people try to say like California isn't um, racist, but like I, I and I know this is such a strong term, but if you look at some of the the blurred lines and the segregation of areas and where people live and how like Hollywood and everything is all breaking down, it it's it is in the sense you know there's a lot of segregation, but it was I think that a lot of black people look towards the Lakers because it was like the West Coast was like the representation of of America as far as being free. Mm. Free thinking, new ideas, you know, yeah, very whatever. You know what I'm thinking, saying? Like, very, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, even mm. still now, like, California, like, there's a lot of people are, like, like outside of California, like, well, not, but, like, people from certain parts of South or New York be like, oh, I, I idolize going, want to go to California because mm-hmm. they dream of the nice weather and this, you know, yep. and all that stuff. Yep. Um, you know, I'm seeing more Californians hating California and moving because it's too expensive. Mm. But then I also see, um, that's another whole topic I can get into too. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, man. Because like, it's like, it's so weird to me that it's like, I hear I hear some people who are leaving, and I can't tell you what to do with your money or not. But it is funny to me that you've made a lot of money living in California, mm-hmm. building off of the California salary, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh my god, that's too! I, I got to go." And it's like, well, then give back the money you made here. You know what oh. I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> you know, because like when you look at the salaries, yes, uh, California is overflated. But when you look at the salaries, like even for nursing, mm-hmm. everything here is like, like at a premium. Dude, yeah, like mm-hmm. I've heard, I hear stories how how nurses from different parts of the, the the country come to California for like they'll come for like a three month mm-hmm. pe- period of time mm-hmm. and then go back to like Alabama or yep. Mississippi or certain areas and not have to work for the rest of the year. Yep, you know because that's how like that's yep. how much the difference is in pay. That's true. You know, as far as inflated. So um, now, how true it is? I mean, I, I have to look into it, but that's just. You're saying, you know, that's true. But I do see, I do see a lot of people like, oh, I'm living in California, you know. And it was like, well, yeah, you made million, like, all your money, you know, mm-hmm. off of that, you know, and you, you weren't, you weren't upset when it was beneficial for you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? True. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard the narrative. Um, I mean, I have a tendency to uh, kind of agree. 
in the idea like you know do what you want to do uh california is still california i there is a cost to live here for many varying reasons however that may play out um but also it does seem like we're going into a different world the transition i think is almost done and you know working from home is an option and i think people that maybe more more in tune to the idea of moving you know midland more of a peaceful lifestyle never having to go into the office maybe that becomes an option now how many people i don't know would be into that but it seems like there's that big transition you know I don't, we haven't really talked a lot about uh during this COVID time i don't think right Nah. and so a lot of people are, like i'm working from home mm-hmm. and it has given me the idea of like so i can just move anywhere in california mm-hmm. right and yes i completely get that too like um like i can i don't i i remember going to pick you up in san francisco mm-hmm. thinking i would never want to live in san francisco <laughs> i do not see the i do not like it being that busy and i don't like the prices in there yeah you know and that is an extreme part of california like that part mm-hmm. you're like i'm moving out of california and you're based off of san francisco yes move out of san francisco move mm-hmm. out of the bay because that's not even sustainable in my opinion no it's not sustainable no like there's no point of having a mcdonald's there <laughs> That's or true. you know normal at south you know like it's just at a point where it's like it's too inflated yeah like like why would i work at mcdonald's even if it's twenty dollars an hour i could barely even like afford rent you Tell know me bro so i that, lived there for a that little is bit. an extreme jacked up situation yeah. right there uh-huh but that i don't think that represents all of california because you still got fresno at other places you know yeah fresno oh, bakersfield and, 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 uh, barstow san bernardino represent right right um but i also say that i i get it because like california sacramento is growing because people from the bay are moving out here and buying up houses mm-hmm. and now the housing market is going back up which we saw the mid to 2000 before mm-hmm. the bus right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's it's a weird um situation where i'm like i love california do i do i think that there there needs to be something that fix it but it's weird because i don't want a lot of regulation because when you're a homeowner you're like don't i don't i deserve to sell the house on what the, the market, market value is yep. but then sometimes you, you wonder too is like what is the true value of it like like, cause it's like, like I could just be like, mm, dirty draws, one million dollars. Yeah, that's you true. Know? It's California. I mean, shit. I don't know much because I've lived here majority of my life, so I don't really know. Like, I've been to other states. Um, the lifestyle is definitely different, at least for the states that I visited. But I think with how technology has come around and accessibility, I think definitely changes the everyday dynamic where people that let's say like live in california and feel like yo i think i don't need that much money to live versus you know i mean like i said people leave for different reasons i don't know i'm just trying to play devil's advocate i mean it's definitely crossed my mind thinking about you know possibly entertaining always a move just out of california like you know just i've traveled you know around the states and there's a lot of beautiful states i mean you know living more of a peaceful lifestyle is definitely appealing um but california's home you know like i'm like damn but you can, make that like decision. you can live a peaceful lifestyle in california oh for I sure yeah i mean even being People in sacramento like at- it's really not that busy compared to la compared to san francisco sacramento's still like sleepy town like yo there's parts in the day where you'll go outside and ain't shit going on <laughs> you know yeah I mean? and, 
I, I think what happens though is like people that like California is large, right? Mm -hmm. And there's, Very big. I mean, you can still go different places. Mm -hmm. um, so I hear a lot of complaints, and I'm just at a point where I was like, if you want to leave, leave. That's fine with me, mm -hmm. you know. I just I've also heard people they're like, I want to leave, but they just don't pay the same somewhere else. Yeah, duh. Yeah, that's exactly. part of the premium. Yeah. Pay the cost. Got to be in the to California the box, clubhouse. You know, you know what I mean? We in the we in the California. Uh, Golf club, man. Like, you got to pay to get into this motherfucker. <laughs> and, and, like, in any situation, no place is perfect, right? There's, of course not. There's stuff, mm -hmm. certain things that come with it. Like, I went to, I had to go to Portland um, mm -hmm. to get on the VA transplant list. And I, while driving, I was just like, going, going up north, I was like, man, I forgot how beautiful, mm -hmm. like, to drive up to, nor uh, to Portland is a lot more beautiful than driving down to L.A., in my opinion. Oh, for sure. The fucking mountains and the trees? Shit, I oh. took a train ride up there. The train ride was dope. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, what? Yeah. And then you feel like this like weird sense of bliss. Like, wow, mm -hmm. it's so dope. Like, mm -hmm. Portland, is, Portland is dope to me. I was like, I can see myself living there for a certain extent. Mm -hmm. To you know, sort of, There's some, like, obviously when you start driving there, when you first get somewhere, you're like, this is weird. Like, mm -hmm. what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, before the Northwood, I was like, Portland's cool. You know, it's all right. Yep. I, I can see something relaxing there. And there's something good about relaxing. Um, but then sometimes you'll go to like a San Diego, like, yeah. Hey. It, it, it ain't San Diego. It ain't uh, parts of LA. Shit. You know? It ain't Coronado. <laughs> yeah, it ain't Coronado. It ain't yeah. this or that. And it's like, we got these things too. Yeah. You know, but. You know what um, you sound like? You sound like what New York people sound like about New York. <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, like well, you know what I mean. When New York like, motherfuckers be like, "Yo, the, all about Brooklyn." Person who's always mm -hmm. like, I was gonna say, if you're the New York person that's always wearing Timbos mm -hmm. and a, and whatever, even at the beach, yeah, and and a, and a Yankee hat, yep. yeah, you're not, you're not. There's nothing better than yeah, exactly New York. Like New Yorkers be like, "Yo, I haven't even been out of the borough, son." You know what I mean? I ain't even get on the train, son. I only stay in Brooklyn, baby. Like I'm like, "Yo, that's yeah. all." They don't even go you out of their area. You go over there by 65th and 4th, right? Right there, they got the best pizza, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Call, tank, Dude, that, people yo, in New York oh. haven't even left New York ever, and they're just like, yo, if it ain't New York, it ain't shit. Like, that's all they, they like that. They weird. Like, that's what I think California now after, what, like since the 50s, essentially, up until now, it's almost like, okay, we're no longer the new state. Because we look at New York like, yo, we're just as fancy as you, if not more. And we're more forward thinking. It's like we're taking that mantle from them, because you know yeah. how you sound. I I feel the same in a lot of ways. I'm very I'm I'm like at a tug of war with California. It's hard not to go. It's like yo man, this place is it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Like you got mountain ranges, snow right there, and then you got the ocean right there, and then yeah. you can go up north and go hide out in Bodega and do all that, or go in the Midlands, I mean, you still got Tahoe, or go to L.A. Such a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Tahoe's hella beautiful. Yeah, right? Tahoe, bro. Oh, the Bay, think, Napa, I think, shit. I think I think are parts of Napa that's left. Well, I mean, yeah, um, but I also think that like, like, I get why people like California is so forward thinking that it sometimes it's kind of crazy. It's like I, I'm like I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. I I'm not so I'm not. Maybe I'm still attached to the Matrix and the old way of thinking. But like some of the things that go on, I'm like, nah, man, that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It like from you know maybe overtaxing on certain things you know mm. like you know like i'll like I'll, i use san francisco just because i feel like san francisco is such a 
like a weird fucked up place in like a like this is weird you know I think like, that's our new york you know what i mean huh? in the way like if you have to break california down in the east coast cities because if you look at the east coast if you take the whole coastline from like boston new york and all the other corresponding like states along the coastline that's the size of california <laughs> You know what I mean? I know, that's insane. So I'm thinking New York is almost like what San Francisco is. Like, you go to, like, Manhattan, and you're like, yo, there's trash and rats everywhere. This really looks like a Ninja Turtle, like, scene. You know what I mean? Like Uncle Splinter, right? Yeah, because there's rats everywhere. You know what I mean? There's no, like, forests and fucking, like, parks like how we have in California. (laughs) It's just straight. They call it the concrete jungle for a reason. (laughs) Like, there's no... No, You know what I mean? Like, rats, the trash, the, Mm -hmm. like... Like, I want to... Like... I, I used to think L.A. was cool, and then, like, outskirts of L.A. is cool, but parts of L.A., like, L.A. to me is just dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's filth. Just like Frisco. Sorry. That's why the postcards should just be littered with trash, like those nice-ass neighborhoods, and just put, like, a homeless person, some trash. I'm like, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, and then, and then, and it's funny because it's like, you know, it's like, uh, most most people in San Francisco are supposed to be more liberal mm. and caring, but it's like, but then at the same time, like, oh my gosh, how could this bum be doing? You're not even doing anything for the bums. Uh, that's the that's the weird part. It's like that whole, uh, I want to say it, but do I want to really, like, believe in it? You know what I mean? Like, you'll save those people, but hey, not on my property, though. <laughs> like, let's do something, but just keep it over there. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a different vibe. I guess I guess some of my vibe kind of like puts me in a weird contradiction because it goes back to the the NBA and WNBA thing, right? Where I'm like, okay, so one person gave a suggestion like, how about you you uh, you put the NBA and the NBA and WNBA have the games together, you know, like JV and varsity basketball, mm. you know, yeah, so you can have one one big day to to have basketball hmm. when it will cut the cost on the revenue of the of the of the arena you know like now you like have to leave it open during the yeah you know like NBA off season and nobody's really going to use it you mm-hmm. know not have to pay these people and then although you know some people go and then try to split the cost but then it got me thinking it's like you want this seven billion dollar corporation to give, go to this 60 million dollar corporation that's like this rich given to the poor, and the, do I do I think the NBA should probably help grow the WNBA? Slightly, I do. I, I like slightly, but I don't think they should give up most of their revenue to help them out. Like maybe I should. I said they they should give them guidance on what they should do. There's a difference, which makes me wonder about like, um. Because I've I've had multiple family members on on uh, not Social Security, but why can't I think of it right now? Um, not unemployment, whatever. You know when people lifetime people who don't have jobs, you mm-hmm. know, uh, welfare. Sorry, mm-hmm. and I'm like I believe in welfare to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh yeah, like help people get people off their feet, mm-hmm. but there should be a time limit. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, and uh, there should be a time limit. You should not be a lifetime welfare recipient, you know. Now, if hard times come around, and I know people will play the system, but it, like if you like, oh, there should be a rule like you have to have a job for at least a year and a half or something to get mm-hmm. more welfare or whatever. You can't. I like. I just don't see how you can just be on welfare your whole life. That doesn't make any sense. And by 
I'm I'm definitely learning in my life that by giving someone something without working for it, most people, not saying it shouldn't be this way, uh, are most people don't appreciate things that they don't work for, that are just given to them. You know, although in my sense of life, of of all the things I've been through, I think you should appreciate anything that comes in. Well, not until you have harsh times in your life when you realize to be appreciative of things. But for the most part, I think that that when you give things away for free, people don't appreciate it. And I can go into a different topic. I can say, but I, I want your opinion on that, man. I agree. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, like, like I guess this more. I guess I said it too well, and and that was like, I know it's going back. We do a lot of our bases off a of relationship. Of course, I started learning that too in relationship, where it's mm-hmm. like, I I'm a I, I'm terrible at certain things, meaning that like I'm just a giving person, right? I'm just a kind giving person. I'm starting to learn that in a relationship that. Especially if you're well, if you're the opposite sex or same sex or whatever, yeah. if you're trying to attract someone, unfortunately, giving people everything without them deserving it, they they don't appreciate it. They don't value it. You know. How do you teach one to? How do you teach a person to value things? Not necessarily in a relationship sense, but in general. Like, what would be? Something that you can do to teach people about value. I, well, honestly, you take it away. Ah. You know, you make you make them work for it. You know, you mm. like, oh well, you you want this, then I then I'll reward you. Mm. You know, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, um, I hate I hate the fact that 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 has to happen in a relationship too, because I think when you're just a good person, like if I'm doing something for you, you're, you're gonna appreciate it because you know who I am, and you're gonna appreciate me, right? Mm-hmm. Just because of the history. Yeah. But um, I think that just most people are are opportunistic people, and then they they when someone gives them free, they devalue it. You know, like I mean, if, if, it's human nature. If, uh, <laughs> it's weird like that, right? Is it is it human nature? Because yeah. Okay, it's like this, right? Go to way. like you know you've been to like a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game, right? And you know when they bring out the t-shirt cannons and shit. Oh shit! Free basketball, free t-shirt. Like anything free, like yo, is is the is that free? Oh, I'll, I'll take some of that. You know, I don't need it. I just I want it. Like oh shit, that's like a, it's almost something innate. It's like an animal instinct in us, and somehow big businesses understood how to how to manipulate that in us. <laughs> At least that's what I think. Okay, but what do you mean where you're going with that? Like, cause I, I, get, I do get when you get the free T-shirt at the games, mm-hmm. they're pretty much like shirts that you're going to use to wipe your ass with or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? but I mean, people liked the idea of free and something given in that sense. Now, out of the people that get free T-shirts at basketball games, how many of them really like, yo, I appreciate this versus, cool, I got something free. Like, yo, I don't care. Like, I just want it for free. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay so, uh, okay, so when you're saying that, like, I just wanted to clarify because yes. I do believe people like free shit yes like we're like yes. oh free yeah i'll take that it's like you don't really need it i'll take it anyway like it's free. Damn, you yes. order okay right yep 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 but i guess the the point what i was saying is like is it in our nature to just disregard things that are given to us yes. you know mm. like like your attention i yeah. like you give your attention freely to me. Yeah. Should I disregard it? You know, like I'm not working for it. Yeah. You're my friend. I appreciate it. I value you. Yeah. 
but for some reason i i think that especially in the dating sense mm. it's like uh, yeah. that, it's, 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 it's a monkey thought in my opinion i agree but that's the hard part i think about relationships whether it's guys or girls i mean you know extending beyond the romantic type of relationship i would say like um yeah i think people in general just kind of getting that comfortability and trying to really see where you know if you feel somebody out like can i trust you like yo can we conversate and then i think from there that's where it becomes a philosophical debate at least when it comes to romantic or friend relationship like certain people you just vibe with some people you get along with whether it's history whether it's shared commonalities you just get to see the true personality but for whatever reason in relationships though between you know men and women or however that works out in the attractive world to you know whatever your dating situation is um it's more of a playing checkers chess situation because you don't really know you know you're almost testing okay if i say this what is she gonna do versus i usually say something like this maybe this will work on her and then that's the difference like so so do you think that's being don't you think that's kind of dumb but the game yeah. Yes. Okay. But then again, it's uh, like, what's the alternative? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's true, right? It's like yeah. Like, well, this is the Matrix, and this is the only thing I know about the Matrix. I can't. I don't have the ability to bend it yet. That's what I'm saying. I don't, like, everything you learned about females and relationships is only through TV and what either we've heard or read in books and shit. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fucking that's all we have. Miracle. That's all we have. So it's the same thing for females to certain degrees, depending on what you've learned. So that's why when you first meet people, it's almost like you can't talk about it, I guess, up front. That's not like a common question like, oh, what do you seek in relationships? Like that's never like a fucking question unless it is. But people answer it so vaguely. It's almost like you don't really want to say like, oh, what do you 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 know something funny and long term? Like, nah. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah, it's a stupid, weird balance. Like, well. They want you to be direct, but not too direct. Exactly. It's like, damn, like you're always in this constant like adjusting of weight so you don't crack through the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, this like thin level of ice water where you you do the wrong move and the ice water is going to crack and you fall into the water and the abyss and you're dead. You know but see, saying? here's the big question though. Is that, does she, is she aware that she's doing that? Or are they aware of whoever the uh, being, you know, are they thinking that? And that's even part of the other game where you're like, that could just be all in your head. No, yeah. 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 No, like, it, it really, that's the, that's, like, that's the thing, too, where it's like, so, um, I, I believe in God and I believe in religion, but the one thing I've, I've always, always had a hard time with was that, like, they, like, they know you're, God knows what you're going to do before you even do it. And then I think to myself, then why are you going to allow me to do this dumb thing? You see me enjoying this booty. <laughs> In my face, like this booty in my face, I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? Like the why do you? That part is the one I struggle with because I don't, I don't like. I believe in the crater. I don't know if I believe in it all knowing in the sense of like if you're gonna it, it knows the steps mm. because I just feel like why would it allow you to take these personal bad steps? And I get some people say it's a learning lesson and they allowed it, but it's like, like I, I just. Like I don't like the fact to know that no matter what my decision I make was pre was already known ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that's like philosophical question right there. You you speaking beyond relationships now? You talking about the meaning of life? We talking about some deep shit here? 
Well, no, I mean, like, okay, so that was, like, deep, but I guess what I mean is... Uh, That's true, it though. It goes back to that, that statement was yeah. just that, like, it's all in your head, or mm-hmm. is it not? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I, I guess... I've, that's my very complicated way of thinking. Like, it, it's on your head, or, or is it? You know, I'll give you something. Like, are, you know what you just described to me when you say that? Yin and yang. Yes. You know what I mean? And you know how those notions of like staying balanced or trying to be Zen-like and be, you know, both in and out, be like the Bruce Lee shit. You know, be like water. You know, be the cup. You know, become whatever it is that, you know, is forming to you. But that's like the hardest thing, because like you said, the in relationships, the constant conundrum like, oh, shit, I'm overplaying it. Oh, shit. Well, no, nah, maybe. No, she's probably thinking this. And the whole time that girl could just be like, wow, the sky is like nice today. Like what? Yeah. Are, do you I, even know I'm I, here? Like, I, yo, I, what's I, up? I'm tripping I, right now. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like when you're into somebody, maybe this is a guy thing. And maybe this happens with women. It was like. When you're into something, everything's a sign. Did you see? Did you see her nostril hair flow? Like, I think that means she's ready for me to have sex. True. Like, no, that's just means to not like she was just breathing through her nose, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's the hardest thing. It's like those social cues. It's almost like, uh, you know, it's different for everybody. Like, like you said, like, like the the eyebrow. Oh, playing with the hair, jingling the keys. Oh, is she facing you? Legs crossed. Like what? Did she smile? How many times she laughed? Was it outrageous? Like you know what I mean? It's like damn, dog. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and, and 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 that's the funny part. Well, I also want to go into like your raps, like like you know, person I was dealing with for a while. Like mm. I kept on thinking I I was fucking up. Mm. Every time I I do something, I'm like man, I fucked up. But this person still comes back, so I'm like, I guess I'm not fucking up enough because the person's coming back. Mm-hmm. And maybe this person's not like caring, but like. I'm thinking I'm messing up, you know. Mm. Uh, but but they 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 come back and and also another thing is I I, I told I, I told a couple of girls this too. It's like, look, if you're gonna if you want something or need something or feel a certain way, you have to tell me because I don't know. Like I can't read minds, and honestly, I don't know. Like all these, you know. Uh, hints or whatever i may not get it i may not like i'm like i'm such a like a numbers person yes or no up or down tell me mm. i don't want to guess mm. you know at the flip side i needed i needed to get better at being direct too mm. you know mm. like a particular person i cut it off i didn't tell them you know until late because mm-hmm. my own fear but you, you sometimes you got to be like hey this is what i think about you you know yeah that's a big you know, step. you got it. Like, as a person who who wants answers, yep. But because I'm afraid of telling my own answer, yeah. Like, how do I how do I sit there and how can I be upset if somebody else not doing that's doing the same thing I'm doing? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's the other church part too. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't sinned, cast for in stone. Mm. Like, you know, be careful when you place judgment on others because yeah. you know people are judging you back. Yeah. I ran, I completely rambled right there. Hopefully no, man. Good. Like everything you're saying is connecting correctly. At least I'm I'm definitely reading what you're saying, man. Those are the same questions I ask myself every day. Like that's why I be so fascinated by like history and mythology and you know like different types of shit cuz it's like how does this work? You know, am I really in charge or is it predetermined? And if it is, are you putting me through the ringer for shits and giggles or <laughs> Like, yo, why can't you just lead me to the promised land? Like, what's up? Like, 
you know, it's kind of that weird conundrum. And I think that through life is just kind of that's the weird balance stuff. I think you're asking the right questions. And I think the way you're approaching it, you know, earlier we were talking about it, you know, kind of those situations play out a certain way. And, you know, it's, it should be, it's, you know, lack for a better word, closing a door, opening another. You know what I mean? It's kind of like really being decisive on your life, almost taking charge, but out of respect, you know, for, you know, a chosen one. But still just kind of doing your thing like, yo, no, I'm going to take I'm going to seize control. I'm going to become the person that, you know, I should want to see in the world. Like you said, like, yo, I don't want to criticize someone that should be doing the stuff I should be doing. So, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And you did it. And late or not, it's like, yo, I think, you know, try not to be so hard on yourself. But I mean, I get it. Like, I've known you for a long time. And that's almost like an instant reaction. And I think that's what drives you to, you know, excel in everything you do. Because I think you're very cautious of, you know, making sure you're, you know, doing everything very thorough. You know, I think you're you're good like that. You know what I mean? That's what you do. So you're asking all the right questions, but it's always that thing with the relationships where it's like the X factor is talking. It's like talking to an alien. You're like, yeah, what the fuck are you thinking? I don't know. Nothing. You're like, what? Like, no way. Like, bro, what? like surprisingly, I think I, I'm realizing I'm getting better at getting the initial interview. Mm, there you go. I'm just not selling the deal properly. Somewhere down the nine, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving off these like, like, because I'm, uh, I was brought up, and my unaggressive nature on women, mm. because of the certain fears or whatever mm. that I was taught, you know, I I come off as like a too polite, like, oh, you know, a nice guy, mm. so I'll just put him in a nice guy friend zone, mm. and it's like, nah, I want to smash them buns too, you mm. know what I'm saying? I want to glaze them buns, mm-hmm. like, like I still have my animal instincts too. Yes, don't you think do. that I, I that I won't. Yeah, but, but how i was raised i'm like a, a a trained dog to be timid and taken away because of like you know the, the way i was raised by my parents mm. you know like not to do certain things because mm. of my ethnicity and being a male or whatever mm. you know mm-hmm. and so those things in my life i still have this stupid mental leash on how i how i do things and even now mm. i know it sounds really stupid and am I, and we talked about this before, because when people hear it, they're they're gonna look. They're, some people are gonna jump ahead and be like, "Oh, this is how you want to be." But I have this mental leash, even on like making a move without having an approval. Like to me, I'm like, I need your approval because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get caught up with sexual assault. Of course, me too. Yeah, rape or whatever, right? Checking your boxes, you know. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm just like, like that's why I'm like this way, and naturally. In relationship, from my understanding, when a woman's into a guy, they don't want to approve you to do things. They just want you to do things. Yeah. And that's where the problem is, because then you have hyper-aggressive men who are like, oh, they just want me to do this, so I'm mm. just going to do it. And now there's a dick in a box. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's <laughs> and, true. Man, they're in trouble. That's true. There's a fine line there. I mean, and especially with today's world. You know, like you said, me too. Uh, eyes are more, you know, I guess, uh, focused in on things like that. And I think for good reason. Like you said, there are multiple examples where things are, you know, being taken too far to some degree, which, you know, can happen at times. But I think also, you know, I think I think you're on the right path. You know what I mean? I think that, um, you know, you're just sticking to your guns. 
And I think, like you said, you're like, yo, I'm good at getting uh, into the meeting room. You're like, okay, cool. You know, that's one step. So, you know, as the next thing goes on, it's almost like, yo, you'll, you'll figure out some way. You'll, find, you'll figure out the timing where you're like, boom, got it. And once you find that right bait, you're like, cool. I know how to do my lore now. Look at this. Check this. I got this. Blah. That's how I get in there. Boom. Get the thing. Boom. Reel it in. La, la, la. That's how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and, and to be honest with you, it's getting to the point where now it's like, before I think I was like not really comfortable with who I was. Mm. Right? So I think I, I thought I had to change who I was. And now I'm like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change. Now I'm getting to the point where it's like, fuck it. I don't want to change who Hell I am. Nah. This is who I am. If you don't appreciate it for whatever unsaid stupid rule it is, the yeah. game that you want to play, yeah. nah, I'm trying to be Neo and bend the rules. Like, nah, this Boom. is how it is. If you don't like it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? I got to be fine with it too, but that's fine. That's because true. that doesn't devalue who I am. Yeah. Because I before, I used to feel like that. it... it, it, it not in, obviously, I'm saying that now because I'm in a good mood, you know. But I'll say, like, when, when it's a bad mood, I'm like, <laughs> Turn on that Tevin Campbell. <laughs> Where's that Brian hey, McKnight? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need love, like the Ella Cool J. Uh, hey, for real. I used to sit on the bed with the writing no. wall, you know, and shit like that. You, know? you sound like, like a, uh, like a old hip, a 90s hip-hop record would have all those emotions you're talking about. Like, yo, man, yeah, we just like, had a ride I, I with my back. boys, and then yo, sorry, yo, baby girl, like yo, it's all in the same dynamic. Like, that's almost like how the male dynamic is when it comes to relationships. You know, you want to press and be like, yo, man, like a man, I'm decisive, I will stand my ground, and then like, yo, baby, come on, baby, hey, yeah, like talk the Martin, to me, girl. Like, I love Martin because <laughs> where, where Gina's about to leave, like step, Gina, and she's about to leave, like no, 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 baby, no. Oh yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Those know, are, that like, was like our um I mean that's that's a memorable relationship in that in that era. At least if you're watching, you know, television like that at the time and yeah. It is, it is Superman cuz mm-hmm. like you saw how the dynamics and you know like kind of like I guess the idea that women like funny men cuz I'm seeing more girls say that like funny guys, right? Can you make me laugh? That's oh, the course. biggest thing. That's like the number like, one thing all that, women would like for sure. It's like Humor and confidence, right? Yeah. And so it's like to to have the confidence to be funny is they think it's his confidence. But then sometimes, you know, confidence is also being like not afraid of rejection. True. Which that's very tough. I think a lot of people are afraid of rejection. You know? Everybody's afraid of rejection. You know, Everybody's afraid of the Kembe Matumbo. Yeah. Everybody. Right? Because we take it. It's like. Um, I had it like uh, 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 well we're afraid of rejection because we take it personal and sometimes rejection isn't personal nah it isn't you know what I'm saying yeah but it's hard like, though it's uh, hard. like I know it's a stupid entity or stupid because they don't have feelings but it's like it's like if I went to Del Taco and I was like no I want um, two green burritos and the regular bean burritos like you don't like me just because I'm just a bean burrito <laughs> and I was like no I, there's nothing against you I just like the green burrito more you know <laughs> Yo, that's you know? like the that's like the high talks I have in my head when I'm in the fucking drive through. Like, 
Right. I need to buy all of you. <laughs> I love all like, you like guys. You're looking, at, you're looking at the. You're looking at. Like you probably ordered all these food and like, I'm sorry, fries. I can't eat you tonight. Yeah, for real. I'd be like, I'm gonna like, leave you right next to the bed. So when I wake up, you're the first thing I eat in the morning. Yeah, just just know that I love you. you made yeah, hey, that's, for real, that's for real, bro. And dry. That's for real. That's for real, bro. That's but, the realest shit right there. Also, I was at like an epiphany on on like relationships too, when like. So you know when people get possessive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you when you when like when you owned a pair of shoes and someone stole it or did something to it, you got mad because it's like this possession mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you go into a relationship and you think of like that's my girl and you think you own them, that's never a good look because in a, when you when you start to look at it and realize that you never own this person, mm-hmm. then you can be in a completely freeing relationship. True. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's the dynamics of relationships. They're very unique. They're well, I mean, what, what's your what's your what's your thoughts on on me saying that? Because like I like once you like I think when people get into a situation where they realize that you're you were never mine to own and have, mm. then I think it it could change the dynamics of a relationship. A lot of it depends on how the relationship was brought up and how what it was harvested into, I think. Those beginning stages of relationships, especially like after the dust settles, after the first couple months, and then it becomes like a, you know, routine and you start to, you know, really get to know each other and start to develop how to be around each other. That's like that's like the the thing is when you realize like, oh, okay, like can you can I tolerate you? Can you tolerate me? And then it's, I mean, to me, the game is forever trying to, you know, keep a relationship going. I mean, that's not only in relations, relations, but even like with friends, it's habit, it's effort, it's, you know, like a trust thing. And those simple principles, I think, are, you know, things that I think everybody tries to do, I think, you know, instinctively, you know, like the fact that you're even just talking about it is already you wanting to really try to figure out the, you know, the puzzle. And I think rightfully so. Because, you know, relationships of all kinds are important. And I think that's the right focus. Yeah. And just knowing about how to go about any relationship. Mm-hmm. French, like, not all relationships are the same, no. but you need to put in effort. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and you have to understand, like, the, like I said, the five love language. What are, what are the things that your friendship needs and what's the difference between what your um, relationship needs, man? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do have something I want to talk to you offline when we're done, oh, of not course. like, like when we're done recording, but of yeah, course. so. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I think like, uh, yeah, I think the game's forever, to be honest, man. Like, I think, you know, I think everything that we talk about in terms of relationships, uh, it, a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's confidence, a lot of it's just getting out there and seeing what's out there i mean the dating landscape changes all the time i mean i don't even know what it's going to be like after this you get what i'm saying like you know they're doing like video conference dating like i'm like yo this is some shit from back to the future now you know what i mean like hey how you doing let's cook together i can see you like that is insane to me like are yeah. people, people are gonna not even be dating like in real life anymore they'll probably y'all meet you in the video game like let's date there we'll go eat in our video game together like oh shit we're gonna be like a the Three Shells. What movie is that? Like Judge Dredd and Okay, shit. you know what? That make, they, yeah, Three Shells. Was that, that Judge was, Dredd? Uh, uh, 
that was that. That was uh, no, no, not Judge Dredd. That was um, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Boom. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which bro. makes me wonder, like, do you think you can be? Can you be married and be in a relationship, and it doesn't have to be your physical? Do you think that's a possibility? Because that's like more of a friendship. But like, can We're you talking be about like being you know, married to someone and then having that same person be? Your best friend or something like that? Or are you talking about having someone uh, you married and then you have a friend that is not your Okay, maybe I said this wrong. What I meant was like, is it do you think that it's impossible to be to for two people to be married and not have a physical relationship? Yes. Yes. I think because marriage, I think in the way that I see it in a lot of ways, it is kinda like this might sound crazy, but it's like a it's like a business merger almost. It's like yo, okay, my entity and your entity together, and depends on what the goal is because every relationship's very unique in that way. I can't speak on anybody's relationship, but ones I've only experienced. But I can assume that there are relationships out there that you know have that in mind when they marry. You know, whether it's for you know gain financially or. Uh, gain for some other thing as crazy as that's to say and that's not even a bad thing to base a relationship off like i said i'm not a relationship person guru type thing it's just throwing shit out there we're just talking but you know if you look at the idea of marriage like think about this divorce right if you looked at divorce as like an industry wouldn't you think that that's a very high grossing industry somehow oh just like well marriage and divorce are, exactly are high grossing so yeah. there's like a and marriage expo. So what are we saying yeah. here? Like I look at that as those are business entities. And I think what the idea of marriage is, at least in, you know, the Western world or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's half of it is that. And don't get me wrong. Like I think there's obviously the love and the connection. Like I'm all about that, too. But when you really look at the dry dynamic, I'm like, hmm, huh. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to really be physically inclined to be married because there could be different, you know, kind of whatever wants and needs from each individual maybe and maybe the basis of it maybe from the get-go might have been communicated clearly like, yo, we're here to reproduce or we're here to, uh, you know, build businesses together and, you know, for whatever reason. I, I'm just guessing here, but maybe that's why I think it's possible. Okay, because, I mean, there, there, there could be possibly where people are are married but they don't have a physical relationship with each other is that by choice or work. by accident or is that always the case even before getting married i don't i'm, I'm not saying i i don't know i mean i'm just saying that i, I think there's hypothetical there's a percentage of people out there that get married mm -hmm. like there's a business deal mm -hmm. and they're like hey we work great together yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and we truly love each other but i'm not physically one or the other may not be physically attracted to the other person. Like, oh. like, 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 Yeah, I can see that. Because then, because then I, I, I'm pretty sure there's people who do that and they're off there having sex with someone else and they come together at home because this is how the relationship is and that's how, like, like, they're happy together as far as building and compatibility, spending time together. Mm. Um, because I, I think we're getting to a point where, and it could be crazy talk, but we're getting, I think that's we're getting That's all we talk about, baby. Level, huh? <laughs> I said, that's all we talk. I, I think we, we are getting to a point in, in the world mm. of higher 
self where we're getting to a point where we're just looking at relationships as I like spending my time with you. I deeply love you, but I don't need to have sex with you. Mm. Reaching a I, new I can, consciousness. I, I can go out and have sex with somebody else and I come back with you because I love you. Mm. I, I feel like I feel like we're, we're in some instances some people are getting to that point mm. where there's that animal instinct of reproduction and like, you know, like I see a fat booty or whatever. You know? Like say, for instance, Cardi B and, and Offset is like, okay, we don't work well together. We're fucking dis- dysfunctional, mm. but we just work great in the bed together. Like we fuck, but we can't be a relationship. I mean, there are those deals out there. I, so I, I it can't could be a reverse. Extent. It could be the reverse. It could be right? the reverse. Yes, that is true. It can be. That's why relationships are so dynamic and unique to each his own. Like that's why I think the possibilities are endless. Because you probably heard a million different stories, whether they're you know fake, real, portrayed in movies, TV. I mean, you could assume that relationships are unique in all different forms. I think that's like a. A, a cool aspect to just this idea of whatever this is life we call and i think people take that for granted because like to really know somebody at least on that end that's like deep that's like some other outworldly shit. i think the you're hitting it on the nose when you say we're going towards a new dynamic a new uh, a new consciousness or a new uh a new way of thinking like that mm-hmm. idea i mean i've read that idea in like tribalism like uh old indian you know like tribes would be like that like oh Everybody be, you know, mashing with each other and then there'd be a baby born and then the whole village raises the baby and hunters go out or, you know, the hunting group, whoever that is, man or woman, or go out and then people stay around, get the thing ready. They all come together. They all raise each other and then they, you know, kind of grow up together. And that was like an idea. That's why you ever heard of that, uh, those stories of um, pilgrims or I don't want to say, is that derogatory? Well, pilgrims and Indians, whoever. Whoever lived in like those settlements where they were Protestant, right? Where they're like, you know, church going, they would be captured by the Indians, I guess, to some degree. But then they would never want to come back. Even though the Indians are like, hey, you can have them back. And they're like, nah, I want to go back to the reservation. Like, I'm trying to go kick it over there. I'm not trying to be here. Because that lifestyle, all of a sudden, they got a claim to. I mean, those are stories that I've, I've heard of people Mohican share. The type stuff where the white dude comes in and saves the world for the whole. Say what? For the whole Indian. <laughs> For the whole Indian Native American culture. Oh, you're talking about Pocahontas? Yeah, stuff like that. That's like, what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. Yo, Indian, the or, Indian or, like or history, I'm, I'm interested by it. Because I think the way they tell it to us versus what it really is are two different things. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just like, I mean, like, it's it's usually, you know, the, 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 the story is usually written by the winners. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like we said, it's his story. Yep. That's what they call it. It's his story. Like, whose story are we telling? Well, mm-hmm. you know, let's 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 listen to the side of the losers. Yeah. Let's let like let's see how like they say. Well, in reality, we were conquered and destroyed and and oppressed or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like because like yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a believer that there's just some people that you just like you, they're out there that you're just like. You're just compatible to bone. Boning partners, having sex partners. You know? Yeah. I agree. And I mean, men uh, instinctually just want to, like, smash everything in the world. (laughs) It's like in our DNA. It's 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 an instinct. Yeah. I mean, men are more visual, usually. Of course. Yeah. 
make that booty clap. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, make it clap. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, yoga pants are like the hottest thing ever. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah, okay I'm, with it. Thank I'm, you. I'm loving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's I'm just it's it. it's our monkey brains. That's just what we do by nature. I think it's just I think a man's like journey, I guess, or this is crazy for me to say, but I'm thinking it's just the idea is just trying to, you know, suppress that that urge, you know, at least in our own in our own way, not necessarily like somebody has to tell me, like, don't, you know, behave like this. Like, yo, I'm making a concerted effort to try to calm my nerves and concentrate on other things in the world. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah, because it's like trying to really, you know, get that Hulk gene out of us. (laughs) I mean, not not on that case, but it's been hard. Like. I'm alone. I'm like truly isolated. Mm, yeah. And it's hard sometimes to be focused. Oh, of course. And it's weird because it's like I got nothing but time. Yeah. But then I feel like I don't have time mm-hmm. because your mind is just trying to somehow focus on not going. And that sounds weird. Focus on not going crazy. Mm-hmm. But then for me, it's hard for me to focus on uh, all the things I need to do because I feel like I got so much to do at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your mind playing tricks on you. That's the truth. Yeah, and and like so, and I, and I have people who are like, oh, why? Uh, you know, like they think that, like they say, like, uh, well, I don't have that problem. I don't have that issue. It's like, yeah, you got kids, you got other mm. distractions in your life mm. that doesn't keep you caught in your mind of what you've done or haven't done mm-hmm. or haven't completed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. That's what I'm saying. Have so, you been out? You've been out though. Like you've been out. I've been out. I mean, I took pictures. You know, yeah. I did stuff. But it's like, yeah. But yeah. for the most part, like majority of my week, I'm at home. Yeah. Maybe on the weekend where I'll go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and most of the time I'll go out to my my Dallas place. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm I'm like sixteen hours at my home by myself. I mean, how comfortable do you feel around people, given the situation and your situation? I guess. Man, I, I like honestly, like I, I, I don't know, you know. Like when I'm about big, big crowds, I'm like, get me out of here, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. also, don't like crowd And I try to f- trust the friends that I'm around, mm-hmm. but then I'm starting to notice that for me, mm-hmm. a lot of them aren't being responsible mm-hmm. because they don't see the issue. They're like, eh, I'm around this person, I'm around this person. Mm-hmm. Then now they're around thirty people who haven't worn a mask and they can possibly contract it. They mm-hmm. probably had it and passed it and we didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are not really getting tested. You know. Um and so I'm starting to see that and then I'm like, well, I'm still at risk. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that's like I didn't fight through the open heart surgery and the kidney failure to be taken out by this. Mm-hmm. Saying that's how I feel. No, and I that's, that's totally mom's understand, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's how I wanted to get your take on it, man. Because for those times that, like, for me and the general view of things, I I hate what's going on. I can't really put my finger on what it is. I have speculations, but when I talk to you, it gives me the perspective of that that very small percentage of people that do have pre-existing conditions. And as much as people that you know, and I could be included in that, that are like, "Yo, man, this isn't really as big of a deal as it is." I also understand that, you know, you're definitely at risk. And I think there is a very small percentage of doubt in there because it is something and we don't know what it is. And yes, there are people that have died 
possibly of contracting it, but people that have passed away from it and they've had underlying conditions. And that's why it's like, I totally get it, man. And that's that in combination with the stuff we're talking about, that'll definitely play, you know, that'll definitely put yourself in like a, a challenging way. I, I totally understand well, like the frustration, you know what I mean? In, in my, my opinion of why it hasn't been, why it's been kind of out of hand in America is a couple of things. Mm. Freedom. Mm. Right. And as much as people get upset about it, because like, here's the thing. Go out there and party with your mask on. Like, I don't really see it. Like, really, like, I really think about it like, you know, we're, we're, we're told to put on a seatbelt while driving because it's safer. Mm. So we do that. Go out and do that with a mask on. That's not a problem. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I like I don't see I don't see it as restricting anything. Mm. Yes, it sucks. Mm. It's an inconvenience for the moment. But the bigger picture. And I also think that we're in a bigger issue because, of, like I said, freedom, because in a sense, like we're not in other countries where they will shoot you if you left your house. Good point. Un- unwarranted. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes the, the like I said, the most of the time, the, the thing that makes our country beautiful is also the thing that makes it terrible at the same time. True. You know, and so. I'm just fascinated um, to see how this all plays forth. out. Because nobody was forced to do anything, that's why we still have an issue. Another issue is that our health in America is terrible. Mm. Like obesity, mm. to yeah. There's a lot of underlying issues because of the food that we eat and the fast food restaurants. Lifestyle. Like yeah, man. The lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? I was so, just watching football. First, it's Italy. like driving and liquor are the only two commercials that ever exist. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know what's funny? That's another thing, too. Like, you brought up football, now you get touched to the. Like, this is another reason why I can't stand football. Like, uh, look how, like, stupid they look with their COVID. Like, people just getting left and right. I don't know. I don't know how true it is, but it's kind of crazy to hear that the NBA was locked in a bubble mm. for this long and they didn't have a, a single positive test. Yeah, good point. Good point. But this is why I don't like the NFL because they don't give a fuck about the players. You're seeing how, mm. you're seeing how like, these players now. Are get like so many players are getting injured already because there was no preseason and no time to really, you know. That's a different thing, but mm-hmm. um, so there's so many underlying issues in how we eat because like there were seven million people that are seven million at the last time I checked, two hundred thousand. That's a small percentage of people that are dying that caught it, mm-hmm. but we're still one of the higher ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And at, you know, at the beginning, people said, "Oh, it's nothing different than flu." But now we're seeing that it's killed more people than flu already, you know? Mm. So it is serious to a particular set of people. Yeah. Most people were completely healthy, at, from my understanding, and it has not affected them as much. Yeah. At risk, for sure. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't worry about it. Um, sure. I agree. Yeah. At risk, for sure, is definitely the the talking point. But, I mean, yeah, it's a fascinating topic. Like, I'm very fascinated to see how this plays out. Like, because I don't really know. I honestly thought from the beginning, I was like, oh, a mask will be around maybe a month. Shit, we're talking about month six, maybe, seven? I mean, to be honest. I thought we were going to be done by June. I was like, we'll be done by June. I'm thinking June next year now. I'm like, maybe. Like, it depends how this season goes. You know what I mean? I I think the problem, like, even if it's real or not, is just like, like, to me, I know it sounds weird, but it's probably because I was in the military. Mm. Just shut the fuck up and sacrifice a little bit so we can move forward. Mm. 
It's not, it's, it really sounds weird to say that, man. It's just like, nah. sometimes we got to do shit we don't like in order for us to get through things. Nah, that's true. That's a good point. And so just like, all right, I fucking hate this, but let's get through this so we can get back to normality. But nobody, it feels like we're so divided because nobody wants to do any of that shit at this time. True. It's almost like it being an election year is very fascinating, one. And this feels like some weird opposition stuff. It's like they introduced a new, you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi product to us. Like, yo, mask, no mask. Like, it's like, damn, like shit, just another wrinkle introduced to us to divide us and shit. Because people feel very passionate about politics today. Like, I've run, you know, I've talked to some people, different handfuls from different, you know, viewpoints. And it's almost like talking to the same person sometimes in a weird way because it's like, I believe in this wholeheartedly. And I'm like, yo, that's very fascinating. I understand. And they're like, but if somebody, this is what I can't even talk to them. And you hear it on both sides. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, you can't even just talk to somebody. Like, you at least got to open up the dialogue to just see where the other person's coming from because there's more similarities than there are differences. I think when, when the two sides, you know, in terms of how I speak and what I hear, I'm like, you guys are fighting essentially for the same thing. And it's just played out in a weird way. But it's it's made it to the point where, you know, people are not even talking to each other, you know, over shit like this. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was uh, I was telling another friend like where I, where I was like from coming from a Christian standpoint, right? Mm. When somebody's like, because we live in California, when somebody says, oh, they're a Trump supporter, it automatically adds this negativity, this hate towards them, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I, I'm like, no, it's okay. They're a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, let them, let them support whatever right or that is their freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. You're aiding them because of this group, right? Yeah. You know, vice lords and whatever. Fine. You're mm-hmm. another gang member, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's fine. But talk your differences out, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't agree. Like I don't have to agree with somebody else, but you can still love them. Yeah. But now it's like I don't. You don't agree with me. You don't love me, and yeah. that's not the truth. Yeah. You know. But also, and you know, you can. This is probably a closed-minded, one-sided thing. This, this, this political season. If it really feels like a WWF match or WC, WWE match, where yeah, like exactly, bro. Like all of a sudden, Trump, Donald Trump, turned heel. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Right. I, me and Amir were talking about like this, the, and I said the same shit, bro. But but the thing that makes me say that is not only just Donald Trump, because I think some of the stuff that he says is just like, as a political standpoint, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, oh, man, he's just a new character in the game, man. Like people forget, yeah. like yo, everybody loved Trump before he became president, and somehow everybody hates him now. I'm telling yeah, you, because what you he what is what you Hulk do, Hogan. Like, well, <laughs> well, like I, I get I get your point. I get your point because it's like he's the same person, mm-hmm. but at the same time, what you do, what you do as, what you do as my friend, and what you do with your kid are going to be different things because roles need different attention. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what I was going to say is that, like, not only that, but I like not just Trump, but it's like the people who do support him. It literally is like a football team fandom, mm-hmm. st- like. Yeah. Like it's like I'm going to a Trump rally, yeah. Not a presidential campaign or whatever. It's a rally for Trump, yeah. Um, and this was like the first time I ever seen in my life, 
on a 4th of July that a president, a living standing president was being celebrated. Good point. You know? And it's like, it's like this weird, like, it's, it's they're a fan of him. Mm-hmm. They're completely just a fan of him and not, like, at times I feel like it's not even what he has to say. It's just they're a fan of him. I mean, that's... That's, that's how it feels. I agree. I mean, there's a weird dynamic to it because it's one of two things. A lot of people agree, like, the government's fucked up, right? Do you trust the government? Nah. You think the government's fucked up? Yeah. People thought this shit forever. So to have a guy that is not necessarily a politician but he we've known him throughout our lives to some degree as a as a you know money guy as a business guy as a personality of entertainment to some degree but knowing him more as a rich guy like yo this is a rich dude he now has somehow played his way into politics and he's doing some weird shit like i i i don't know politics that well you know i'm trying to not really base it off of shit like you know i read per se but the general feeling is that, you know, he's a dickhead. Like, yo, he just, he comes off wrong because nobody knows politics. So it's just more of, okay, what, how is he presenting? It's kind of off-putting, which I totally get. But to me, I'm like, yo, this is just like, this is just like a, it was like a, it's like a promo. It's like a, when a wrestler does a fucking promo before a match. Like, I'm just like, it's all act. In my head, I think it's all an act. Whoever be running this cabal be like, all right, let's put this motherfucker in front for now so we can drum up some fucking hate, get the two sides divided, and then we'll bring in the next character. Kanye West. I mean, there's, Boom. He's there's coming thing, in. He is a character, but there's some things where I'm just saying they're like, it's questionable dictatorship. You know what I'm saying? True. No, like, I, like, I, I, like, I totally like, understand. Like part of the, like, part of, like, for me, it was like the part of the stimulus thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, we'll wait on that until after election. It was like, now... Now, at the same time, I will say that most political parties do be like, we'll work on this later. How it, how he says it, it sounds like he's holding it hostage, meaning that, like, hey, you vote for me, then I'll, I'll, I, I may approve it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how it feels and sounds like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, like, and how he tweets it, it's just like, what, what are you doing, man? You know? Like, what are you doing? I mean, it's definitely different. Like I said, I don't, I, shit, I wish I paid attention more to, like, the Obama years. You know what I mean? Because it's like, as I get older, I only get snippets of, you know, what it is. But it's hard to say, man. Like, it's weird that he's our president. Do I smell dictatorship? There's definitely signs of it, at least the way it seems and the way people kind of portray it. Um, And the fandom for him is real. Like you said, like, you're enamored by the idea, like, yo, it might just be the guy himself. And it's weird to have a guy like that in politics. I'd shit. I don't know. It's a, it's a toss-up for me. I'm, I'm curious I mean, to know what remember, happens. I mean, remember, he did do a WWE yeah. wrestling thing. Like, so it's like, it is all turning heel and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to say he is a dictator. dictator. I'm just saying there's st- certain things that he does. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Come on, like, I mean, there's theories out there, man. There's theories out there saying, like, this is a new transition to a new dynasty that we're rolling into. Like, crazy shit like that. Like, I read all well, types I, of crazy I, shit. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but, like, like, there's things I love about the United States. I definitely love. There's things that need to completely burn. Mm. Change the way we do things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. Because it's, it's like, like to me, um, the level of authority police have mm. with little to no repercussions is yes. ridiculous. That's true. 
I think that's a thing that a lot of people can agree on. You know, and yeah. it's not, it's not like I'm not even trying to throw a race out there. I'm just trying to throw out a situation where it's like the way it's trained. I'm, I'm saying like if you and I were to do something on the job and mm-hmm. it got someone killed, mm-hmm. we would be fired. We would be locked up and put into jail, a prison. Right. Yes. Now their job entitles something else. Right. Yeah. And I and I'm saying like we did something that was accidental, right? Mm-hmm. If it was accidental, then you get fired, you get all this stuff. But a lot of the police, what happens is something accidental is like, mm, go breathe about it, come back in about a month, you know? Yeah. With and I get the part of the the titles, but it's like there's so many. I feel like there's so many loopholes in the system that allows them to flex their authority and power and get away with it. That is a scary thing. Police state for sure. Like, uh, I can agree in the idea that I think there needs to be some kind of reform. I, I would I would emphasize more on the training aspect more than anything else because I think... Yes. Like, I heard, like, a lot of them don't know, like, you know, wrestling or jiu-jitsu. I would say, like, you got to be well-versed in subduing and controlling a situation, both standing and on the ground safely without using guns. Because that's, I mean, essentially what jiu-jitsu is and wrestling to some degree where it's just control of an opponent and just making sure they can't, you know, do anything to you and, you know, keep them in control without even shooting them. I mean, that's not impossible to learn. There's, like, jujitsu people everywhere. There's wrestling coaches around. I would almost be like, yo, you have to at least be a certain level of mastery in these martial arts to become a cop. And once you're there, then you can train with a gun. Like, straight up. And and there's a problem with the training because it's not – it's like – what I'm saying is that, like, the, there is a problem with the training because a lot of times what it is is they're told to, to disarm the enemy. Yeah. And once they feel like they're a threat, you're automatically labeled to be killed or disarmed. And the quickest way to disarm is to kill it, right? Yeah. It's subjective. But, like, when, when you have that, that constant fear, that's how you're going to react. Mm-hmm. And I only say that because I was in the military and there's Marines and people out there that have to, that can only shoot. When they are uh, uh, approved, you know? Yeah. I can't think of the term right now, but it's like, hey, uh, um, this person draws this particular line. Mm. I still got to call up the captain. Should we shoot now? Yeah. We went past the line. Shoot. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That protocol is very uh, universally understood in military. Yeah. So, um, but uh, we talked a long time for the the, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll close this down. Uh, thank you, Marcus. Um, yes, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me in the hood. We've been at the club. I'm <laughs> going down. Uh, <laughs> your phone photography. Uh, shot that out. Oh, that's uh, Quest Image. So it's Quest Q U E S underscore images. Very nice. So yeah, on Instagram, you know what I'm saying. This is where you can find all the dime pieces, all mm-hmm. the dimes. Mm-hmm. Like, watch, they'll go on there and actually see pieces of dimes and pennies. On hey, there. that see, funny. that's what I'm saying. It's that <laughs> that's your thing. That's your thing. Thank you right. for uh, recording, man. Um, much love, um, and we'll do this hopefully next week. Let's get back on track and let's uh, get these going, man. This is always fun, man. I do appreciate it, brother. For, for real. sure, man.